Hello and welcome back to the Ball Report Show. I'm Ryan Sylvia of BallReport.com on the Rivals Network. And with Tennessee football having a bye week this week, I thought there would be no better time to catch up on the recruiting trail with our guy, Dale Dowden, who does a phenomenal job with us at Ball Report. He knows everything there is to know about the recruiting scene here in Knoxville. So I want to hear some of his thoughts. We're going to start with the 2024 class move, or start, excuse me, start with the 2023 class, the kids that are freshmen right now, move over to the 2024 class that's kind of finalizing what that's looking like and then talk about the future of recruiting here at Tennessee. So, Dale, the first thing I want to ask you is about the linebacker position. With the injury of Keenan Peely, we've seen kind of some reserve guys start to get pushed up and have to play more snaps. Two of those guys being true freshmen, Arian Carter and Jeremiah T. Lander. I want to hear your thoughts on what they've looked like as freshmen and kind of what your thoughts were when they were heading into their freshman year out of high school. Well, Arian Carter more the Lander comrades, and in his snaps you've seen a very physical guy. He will come up and hit you. Um, and a lot of the same thing with Arian Carter. You know, you've seen a lot of stuff from him, you know, chasing down – Stuff in the flats, you know, we saw that a couple of times or so, and he flies from his middle linebacker position all the way to the flats and makes the play essentially little to no gain, forcing fourth down. Both of them, like you said, getting their reps, you know, due to injuries and guys moving around, and they've made the most of it. Yeah, let's talk about some other guys outside that linebacker position, or, or maybe it is another linebacker, but is there anyone else on this team right now that was in that 2024 class? whether they've played a lot or whether they haven't that you've seen flashes so far early in this season that you think that even if it's not this year, maybe in the future years, they could be a really pivotal piece for Tennessee. Okay. So yeah. Uh, Cam Selden is another kid. Um, you know, we, we've talked about him before, you know, especially coming out of the spring. People got a, a little glimpse of what he has to offer. You know, as you mentioned with the linebackers, you know, I think Cam Selden is a guy that even if you don't see him at the running back position with his skill set, with him moving different guys at the receiver position, you could potentially see Cam Selden in a, in a slot role, you know, trying to use various um, – that that's something for people to look for and definitely stay alert of his name. So in the let's move to the 2024 class. At this point, that class is starting to take the form of what it's going to look like by the time these kids kind of put pen to paper and, and sign uh, with Tennessee. So talking about these commits, you've been to a lot of these high school games. You've caught up with a lot of these kids. Has there been anyone that has flown under the radar that you maybe don't understand why or that surprised you from – when maybe you were doing your evaluations before this season that you've now seen them this year and I've kind of gone, wow. I mean, that kid is definitely got a chance to be really good in college that not a lot of people are talking about. Uh, that and then some of the guys that, you know, are some of the upper end guys that people kind of expected, you know, something out of have just made huge strides, you know, to answer your uh, first question though, uh, Jordan Burns, I know he's uh, rated a four-star linebacker, um, you know, I had a chance to go see him a couple of weeks ago. They uh, played host to uh, Woodward, or I, I believe, um, Woodland may have been uh, physical. I just, you know, it makes sense. You know, we're talking about Arian Carter and uh, Jeremiah T. Lander, and he definitely appears to be that next guy that, you know, coming in, you know, with guys like Edwin Spillman, 
that that type of linebacker mode that they've seemed to have been recruiting is going to continue. And, you know, just to touch on the second part of what I was saying is a guy like Edwin Spillman, you know, a guy everybody, you know, knows he was a coveted guy, expected a lot out of, you know, again, saw him one of the first games of the season and just looking at him physically, he he just looks the part. And then the game, you know, begins and he's flying around lighting people up. Um, th- those are two guys, you know, like I said, one that was kind of, you know, not so much of underrated, but just a lot of people not really talking enough about. Um, he's Jordan Burns, very, very physical. Loves physicality. It doesn't matter if it's offense playing fullback or defense playing uh, linebacker. So I want to kind of flip that. This could be five-star Mike Matthews. This could be some of the four-star guys like Boo Carter that we keep hearing about. But who is someone that you just cannot wait to see in Knoxville and see what they can do? Mm. I, th- I think you, you probably answered it with those two names you mentioned. Um, you know, start with uh, Mike. You know, uh, Matthews is a very versatile kid. You know, somebody could line up in the slot or out wide. Uh, very good speed. Um also plays basketball, so has a pretty good vertical. It's somebody who, who could, you know, take the top off the of defense, you know, if he gets the opportunity, or somebody, you know, coming through something across the middle, if he catches the ball and no one gets a hand on him, you're probably not going to catch. And then uh, Boo Carter as well. You've talked with a lot of these recruits uh, after the high school games and, and whatnot, and you've been able to connect with them. What's been the biggest thing that stood out that's kind of been an overarching theme when you talk to these kids that they say about Tennessee and what appeals to them? Just the family culture and then, of course, when they're on visits, uh, the atmosphere. Um, I actually have a quote I'm going to read off to you. This is a story I'll be working on today, but this was from a a 2024 commit. I'm not going to give his name away just yet. But um, he made a reference uh, to being in Neyland and this is his quote it says uh seeing and hearing the fans was an experience i have not had before and it chills every time they sung rocky top and you know just a lot of these guys you know even if they've been there before you know different games just have different feels to them when it comes to the atmosphere and it doesn't matter how many times you're in kneeling every every time can essentially be different and when you have your commits you know saying things in, in that regard to the atmosphere it's always a good thing because you know during the pregame stuff and even during the game when doing the visitor box with some of these guys that are uncommitted, you know, some of these guys that are committed elsewhere, some of these guys are underclassmen, you know. So as they're, you know, kind of getting their raw, you know, feel of what's going on, you know, their reaction, their initial raw reaction is going to these guys that are hearing that. And it's just just starts a recruiting tactic in itself. You know, even without even you – know, that might not even be the case, but just by how they would rant and rave, you know, some of these younger guys, it might be their first time there, you know, and just hearing that, you know, almost makes like a mental exaggeration of what's taking place to put Tennessee in a good spot with guys going down the road. Another kind of recruiting tactic that's been used is peer recruiting, and, and that's played a big role in a lot of this 2024 class. He's talked about the effect that you've seen of peer recruiting guys like Boo Carter, who, who we mentioned a little bit earlier, and kind of what their role plays in, in building together these classes. Just you, you have select guys in every class, you know, that even if a, a, an average Boo Carter to other, other uh, prospects and it draws them into him, you know, 
a lot of these guys that committed into class, you know, before we boo, they often mention boo, you know, not necessarily doing like a part of like their ultimate decision, but you know, Brady, it, you know, it had an impact because you know, those guys that was going to be priority for him, you know, guys, you know, uh, Mike Matthews, Edwin Spill, guys of that, you know, and here they are, they're in the boat, and that's the big thing, you know, this last Saturday. Uh, he and both uh, were tasked with the job of being with uh, Jordan Seaton, uh, you know, number one offensive lineman, you know, for rivals. And you couldn't ask for two better guys to, to be his host. You know, that's two guys that they, I really think they take pride in the, in the peer recruiting because, you know, they want other elite guys to come with them. They know it can't just be, you know, a select few guys in this class. You know, you have to start getting that from top to bottom. And they know that there's certain pieces they need to make this keep going and to get to where they want to go. And they're on the job and they're taking it seriously. Looking at the 2024 class, Tennessee comes in at number 10 throughout the country, but there's a handful of SEC teams in front of them. Georgia at number two, Florida at number three, A&M at number four, soon to be an SEC foe at number six, Alabama at number eight, and then Tennessee at number 10. So 10 is a good spot to be at, but with these SEC teams kind of a step ahead in terms of this 2024 class, do you think it's where it needs to be for Tennessee to, to really take that next step under Josh Heupel? Uh, yeah, I mean, again, it's not going to all happen in one class, uh, which is one thing that, you know, a lot of people have to put in, in perspective. You know, you're looking at a program like Georgia, you know, who is eerily looking like some of the years we've seen from Alabama in the past. And when you look at their recruiting classes, it's easily top three classes stacked on top of each other year after year after year after year. You know, and the big thing about those teams is there's not really a whole lot that goes into the transfer portal leaving. You know, so they they maintain the majority of that talent. You know, Tennessee's had some good classes, you know, and obviously you, you can see the effect on the field, you know, but de- depth is a thing when you get deep in the SEC play and start talking about postseason play. And right now that's just where programs like Bama, you know, Georgia and other programs sometimes seem to be able to pull, you know, kind of pull away from Tennessee slightly. Uh, just have to start, you know, chip away at it year after year. Um, 10, you know, is a good spot to be in. I do think they could potentially finish higher than that, which is even, you know, even better. Um but, yeah, I mean, you know, the big thing about Georgia, you know, is until they lose, you know, two or three games a year, they're going to be able to maintain pulling those top three classes because they they can go away and use those flashy rings and, you know, everything to help recruit. And that's a big deal. That's, again, why we saw Alabama be so dominant, you know, over a sustained period of time was for a lot of those same reasons. You know, so a, a program like Georgia has got to chip at it year after year, you know, beat them a couple of times, you know, during a few seasons, really kind of start shifting, you know, that momentum. Uh, but right now, I think they're okay. Uh, let's talk about kind of keeping in-state talent at home at the flagship university at Tennessee. 2024 class, they hit on the number one guy in the state, Boo Carter. They also got number five in Edwin Spillman, number eight, Caleb Beasley, number 11, Marcus Corey Jr., uh, and a few more guys like Carson Gentle at 17 go to the 2020 
five class, George McIntyre, still a guy who's undecided. We'll see where he decides to go. Can uh, really go anywhere he wants to right now, a pro-style quarterback. They missed out on Deuce Knight at number two, Notre Dame commit. But then you go down the list and you see a lot of names that are undecided, but you've seen connected to Tennessee. You've seen them take visits. You've seen them be in the conversation for being guys that could land with the Vols. Mm -hmm. How would you say Josh Heupel's done at getting these in-state kids to stay at home? And do you think he, he needs to do a little bit of work in the 2025 class, or is it where it needs to be? Right now, uh, it's where it needs to be. You know, a lot of those guys, like you said, they, they are undecided, but the majority of those guys are also talking about taking their recruitment possibly into next summer, if not, you know, mid-fall of next year. Uh, they just got to keep staying in connection, keep getting the guys on campus, you know, keep doing what they, they typically are doing. Um, and I think it's going to go a long way. I mean, you, you talked about George McIntyre, who I think, you know, at this point um, with Deuce Knight committing to uh, Notre Dame probably has to be one of their biggest in-state targets that they really have to swing for. Uh, he and um, Cameron Sparks at Baylor. I think that's probably your two top guys that you're going to see Tennessee really go after. And then, as you said, you know, just keeping the, the contact, the conversation, uh, keep yourself in play. And then when it gets crunch time, they know how to close in and do what they need to do. You just mentioned George McIntyre and Cam Sparks, the number one and number four respective players in the 2025 class out of Tennessee. You keep going down the list, though, and it's just a lot of guys you've seen talk very highly about Tennessee. Jalen Morgan, uh, C.J. Jim Foley. I mean, you, you can just scroll down this mm -hmm. list and it's a lot of guys that, yes. that you've seen say very positive things about the Vols that are, are very likely high on that recruiting mm -hmm. list. Let's talk about that 2025 class, maybe even pushing into 2026. I know it gets a little hairy when, when you kind of go that far back into the high school rankings, but who stands out to you? Who's a guy in, in those class that you think Tennessee's got to hit on that, that has jumped out to you? Maybe it's you're at a game looking at a guy in the 2024 class maybe, but, hey, one of those teammates or guys on the other team in the 2025 or 2026 class uh, could really be a factor in these upcoming cycles. Uh, 2025, uh, definitely there's a few guys that I, I could say that, uh, you know, and it's not that they're not really looking at them already. It's just, no, again, it, it's kind of a slow play type deal. But, uh, you know, obviously we got the uh, the four-star out of Milton, the Shamar or new kid that's committed. Um Two teammates of his, actually, uh, also in the secondary. Uh, one who's expected to release, I think, a top five tomorrow in uh, Dylan Lewis. And then there's another defensive back that's there in Tyler Redmond. Uh, both guys were in Knoxville uh, over the last weekend for the South Carolina game. Both those guys are, are very, very talented. Um, Tyler Redmond, you could probably play about three or four different positions with his body size. A very long kid, you know, thick. He's, they won't say say about 6'2", probably about 200 pounds. Um, so, you know, very versatile body that you can move around, you know, maybe as an outside backer if you need them to, safety, you know, whatever. Uh, Dylan Lewis, uh, more of your standard uh, corner uh, back build, um, very skilled, uh, doesn't give up a whole lot. Uh, I've had the opportunity to see him play a couple of times over the years. Um, I actually need to go check him out soon and see how, how those guys have developed. But both those guys are, you know, Two guys definitely Tennessee could look forward to add to the secondary. Um, a tight end out of Calhoun in uh, Amari Winston. 
four-star tight end, uh, another uh, very versatile guy. I know I went and seen him last year, and they kind of used him almost the way that uh, Tennessee utilized Princeton Fant last year. You know, you could see him lined up at fullback, you know, tied in, flanked out as receiver. There's oftentimes they put him in at quarterback, and it's a wildcat package. And very successful in where they put him. Uh, so that's another guy. He also um, is a guy that has a uh, relationship with a uh, another 25 that is a priority in Cameron Sparks. Uh, so that could be something interesting to kind of sit there and watch too. Um, another 25. Um, is a guy that actually transferred uh, from Brainerd uh, up into Kentucky. I'm not uh, 100% sure on the uh, pronunciation of this school, but it looks like it may be uh, Paducah Tillman in Kentucky. Is uh, Martell's partner. Um, uh, by the way, today's his birthday, so if you see this, Martell's happy birthday. Um, very explosive kid. Um, it's uh, it's kind of ironic. Uh, his uh, The number he wears is C4, so he actually has the nickname of C4. And it makes sense. Uh, very explosive on defensive side and offensive side. Um, a guy uh, probably uh, taller, uh, a little bit more of a different build. But I could say may remind a lot of people of uh, D. Williams, how athletic he okay. is with the ball in his hand uh, and just explosive and energetic. That's that that's typically him. Um, there's another guy, you know, he. On side of, you know, Boo Carter, seven on seven, you know, trains with them, you know, so kind of out of that same cloth as much as I brag on Boo about being a human highlight reel. Yeah, so thank you, Dale, for hopping on. It was good catching up with you. Hope that the listeners kind of got some names to look out for out of this. Dale, what is yeah. your future plan? Where are you going to be? Who are you going to be uh, in attendance for? And where can people follow your work? Um, well, also, you know, you can uh, follow all of us uh, at uh, Vol Report Rivals um, on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Uh, my uh, personal page on Twitter is at Dale underscore Dowden. Um, and then on uh, Instagram, ooh, I'm going to say <laughs> you can look me up at, uh, it's at, at DWDD1627. And then, um, yeah, uh, as far as where I'm headed next, I'm actually tonight. I just found that Bradley Central has a game tonight, so maybe going out to see uh, Boo and uh, Marcus Gory again tonight, um, and then uh, next Friday I'm actually planning to travel into Kentucky to go out and uh, see Martells and catch up with him. That's awesome! Great plan. Everyone, make sure that you stay informed over at BallReport.com. We've got. Great content on the recruiting trail from all of our recruiting writers, but especially Dale has been absolutely killing it. So make sure you head over there, grab yourself a subscription, talk about it in the forum as well. That'll do it all for us today, though. We fought through some connection issues, but we made it and we hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you check out everything in the description. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and thank you for watching.